Hi, this is Jason King, and you're listening to the Health Policy and Advocacy Nursing Network, also known as HPAN. The Indiana General Assembly has been in session, and some are calling it the Year of the Hospital. There are many different bills that have been filed that relate to hospitals and healthcare in Indiana. There are not a lot of policies that relate specifically to nursing, so today I'd like to share with you some of the healthcare-related policies being discussed at the State House. First, I want to cover bills that relate to smoking. As you may know, in December, combined into a $1.4 trillion spending package, the federal law raised the legal age to purchase tobacco from 18 to 21. This law also covers vaping, e-cigarettes, and smokeless tobacco. Indiana still must pass laws that relate to tobacco purchasing. As stated in the Indianapolis Business Journal, the most common question around the bills filed to increase the state's smoking and vaping age from 18 to 21 is why does Indiana need this when it's already federal law? A couple of reasons. The federal law does not address possession, only purchasing, and the state is responsible for enforcing the law and making sure retailers aren't selling to anyone younger than 21. So lawmakers say uh, that state law should be updated to reflect that. House Bill 1006, the regulation of tobacco products, authored by Representative Kirkhoffer, does just that. This bill outlines all of the definitions around the tobacco products, defines the age of purchaser to 21 years old, and outlines the penalties around the tobacco to someone who is under age. Incidentally, House Bill 1006, which passed out of the House Public Health Committee this week, removes the penalties for someone younger than 21 in possession of a tobacco product. According to the Indianapolis Business Journal, House Speaker Brian Bosma told reporters that that needs to be added back in and didn't initially realize that it had been removed. Now that this bill has passed out of committee, it will now move to the second reading to be heard by all of the representatives. Just so that you are also aware, there is another bill related to tobacco products in the Senate. Senate Bill 1 is authored by Senator Charbonneau and has been referred to Senate Health and Provider Services Committee. There are other tobacco-related bills, such as House Bill 1124, ban on the sale of flavored tobacco by Representative Jackson, which prohibits the sale of flavored tobacco products and their components, including cigarettes, electronic cigarettes, and smokeless tobacco. If passed as is, this bill would carry a Class C misdemeanor for the seller and may have the person's tobacco sales certificate revoked. Other tobacco bills exist, but my thought is that House Bill 1006 will be the vehicle by which the tobacco laws of Indiana will be changed. Senator Charbonneau has authored several other health care related bills, Senate Bills 3, 4, 5, and 19, and I'll give you a brief update in the first two. Senate Bill 3, Health Care Provider Building, states that if a patient receives services from an out-of-network provider and at specified facilities that are in-network, patients would not be billed for amounts that exceed the cost paid by the patient's insurance, plus any deductibles, co-pays, and co-insurance amounts. This bill would also require certain health care providers to provide a good-faith estimate to the patient for the cost of care at least five days before a health care service or procedure is provided. Senate Bill 4 would establish the all-payer claims database, as discussed on my last podcast. This bill would establish an advisory committee to establish a database across all payers. This database would be used to collect, organize, analyze, and act upon the data. Both of these bills have been referred to Senate Health and Provider Services. 
Now, I know that neither of these bills have a direct impact on frontline patient care outside of billing, but I believe it's important for all healthcare team members to have the knowledge of the greater picture of healthcare. For anything that impacts hospital reimbursement could eventually find its way to the bedside through the way that we budget, which could eventually impact patient care. This is the very premise of these podcasts, to raise greater awareness of happenings at the Statehouse, which could have a direct or indirect effect on how we perform patient care. House Bill 1150 relates to the Indiana State Board of Nursing, authored by Representative Mayfield. This bill provides that two of the registered nurses appointed to the Indiana State Board of Nursing must be advanced practice registered nurses and provides that one of the advanced practice registered nurses have prescriptive authority. This bill would also allow a retired nurse the provision to be appointed to the State Board of Nursing. Since I sit on the Indiana State Board of Nursing, I will share that I do not speak on behalf of the board, but only represent my own opinions. At this time, I will withhold my thoughts on this bill, but I would like to share some data. The makeup of the board consists of six RNs. Indiana has 115,901 practicing registered nurses from which to choose six. The board consists of two LPNs. Indiana has 24,149 practicing LPNs from which to choose from. This bill would require two of the six RNs to be APRNs, of which there are 7,495 APRNs practicing in Indiana. Just so that everyone is aware, APRNs are currently able and welcome to apply for positions on the board. And one final bill, Senate Bill 98, Certified Registered Nurse Anesthetist, authored by Senator Becker and Charbonneau, requires a certified registered nurse anesthetist to administer anesthesia under the direction of a physician or podiatrist during certain surgical procedures. This was a change in the language from remain present in the facility to, quote, under the direction of physician or podiatrist during a surgical procedure. This bill was referred to Committee on Health and Provider Services. After doing a search on the Indiana General Assembly website, I still have not found that the Registered Veterinary Nurse Bill has been authored. Please continue to use the Indiana General Assembly website, www.iga.in.gov, to learn more about these bills and others. And as always, if you want to get more involved in advocacy and are looking for help, please contact me at jking at iuhealth.org, and I would gladly help you get more involved. If there's ever any content or education that you'd like for me to cover, please let me know. You can follow me on Twitter at jking underscore iuh. As a unified team, together we can lead the transformation of healthcare through quality, innovation, and education, and make Indiana one of the nation's healthiest states.